Blog Talk Radio. All right. So, um, yeah, hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Living a dream. Hey, so what's there to talk about tonight? Oh, where do we start? Tiger Woods. You know, I, you know that's, one I that's one of those things I don't want to touch because I don't know. It's like, it's one of those areas with me in this show that I don't want to touch because I don't have all the facts. Yeah, but we I don't want to say just... the wrong thing. Yes, no. I, I obviously thoughts and prayers are to him. Okay. Now, I don't want to touch it because I don't know all the facts. So the initial reports are, you know, they had. Um, I was watching a couple of videos about, uh, you know, the first responders that came by. Um, they said he was lucid. Uh, they don't think he was impaired at all. So, you know, hopefully that is the case. And it's not a repeat of what happened in Florida. Um, Which time in Florida? What happened? When Elon, when Elon wrapped the nine iron around his face or... Yes. He didn't have um, a nine iron wrapped his face this time. Yeah, not this time. But... Um, it looks like, uh, you know, he had some pretty serious injuries to his legs, and he just had back surgery in ju- in January. Yeah, he'll so... never play competitive back. I'm sorry? In my opinion, he will never play competitive golf again. Jack's records are safe. I think they they are safe. However, I'm going to disagree with you on one thing. You know, I think he's going to want to go out on his own terms. So I'm sure he's going to go ball to the walls to just get back on the links and play competitively at least one more time. I said he'll never play competitive golf again. I never said he'll never play golf again. No, I'm saying he, he wants to play competitive golf once again, and he oh, wants to go out on his own I term. Think you, look, I'm not saying I don't think he'll ever play golf again. I just think the guy who won the Masters two years ago, that ain't, no, he's done, that, that shit's over. He'll yeah, be competitive on the senior tour. He sure as shit ain't winning another fucking major. Like, that's what I'm saying. And for those of us who are huge Tiger guys, like, huge Tiger guy here, Love Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is the only reason I like him. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. is, to me, could have been the second worst car accident, third worst car accident, of a athlete in my lifetime. Who you put in there? Tiger, Dale Earnhardt Sr., and Bobby Hurl.
I would add Draza Petrovic to that. I, I go I go four. Oh, I forgot about that. Didn't affect me the same way Bobby Hurley did. Are you fucking kidding me, Landor? Yeah, so, you know, we, we'll hold off on speculation on stuff, but uh, definitely no. wish, my, wish him well. The I saw. And this is not speculation. This is from pictures I saw. I would love to know if one of those tires can come apart. Because from all reports of, you know, I saw some reports and saw some witness reports how the car just lost control and he never even hit the brake because there's no skid marks. Losing a tire does not have leave skid marks. The tire, and one of those tires looked like it blew. Now, that is the NASCAR fan in me, a educated guess as to what happened. But, again, I don't know. This is why I don't like talking about it because I can talk my way out. I can talk to an Eskimo when it comes to guys like. But kudos to him for wearing a seatbelt because allegedly yeah. it's what. Yeah, the, the way that car looked, like, if he didn't have a seatbelt on, <clears throat> you know, that no. could have been a lot worse for him. Yeah, but no, thoughts are first off to him. I mean, the last time we really saw him out, thank God, because, I mean, you could have had two major sports tragedies in L.A. in a year and a month. You know, I, I mean, that... You know, this could be. And then, you know, stupidity of people on Twitter. I went on, like, a blocking, fucking unfollowing thing. Just for people saying dumb shit. Like, why is this a big story? Because it's Tiger fucking... It's not your fucking word. It's a big fucking story. It's a huge story. I dare to say it's a bigger story of when Kobe uh, passed. You know, I I I think think Tiger is bigger. I think it's... No, Tiger's not bigger than Kobe. You don't think so? I I think so. No, not in a million years. Kobe... Is a international sport. No, not in a million years. In America, maybe. Kobe's story was bigger because of not just him, but because of Gigi and the other seven lives that were lost that day. That's what makes Toby the bigger of course. Because not only did you lose him, but you lost Gian, you know, you lost Gigi, and then you lost seven other people. 
all equally talented in their own right. Um, the Antebellis and the others that that passed that day, um, which makes that the bigger story. Now, if Tiger passed. You're breaking up on me. And Bueller's gone. <clears throat> Let's get George back on. Um, I understand what he was saying, um, but you know, I think Tiger is definitely the, the the bigger name. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kobe, but I do understand what George's saying about the others that were involved in the tragedy with Kobe. But yeah, uh, here we go. Sorry, it is that time. Yeah, now, so like, Andrews, like I was saying, uh, I think it gets to that level, but I don't think it gets to that level. So, like, I totally understand what you're saying with uh, the added lives with Kobe and his tragedy. I'm just trying to, you know, break it down to the athlete himself. You know, so for me, I think Kobe is bigger. I mean, I'm sorry, Tiger is bigger than Kobe. Now, listen, I'm not trying to take anything away from Kobe, but... I think you're looking at it the national view. I mean, Kobe Bryant was, like I said, it was international. Like, that, around the world, Kobe is definitely in a bigger spot. Like, I've long said this. In a, in a Southerner's heart, the two saddest days in their lives were the day Elvis Presley died and the day that Dale Earnhardt died. I, I mean, as soon as I heard and saw the car, yeah. I said, well, this does one of two things. One, it tells you that the Honda Genesis, the Hyundai Genesis man, fucking thing that you can sort of walk away from. Two, that looks fucking terrible for them because you didn't walk away from Three, medium. That's why I'm like, I'm really hesitant to really want to talk more into it. Get the shin fucking story right. Don't be first. You don't have to be first. And I understand in the world today with, you know, you can update the page, keep the story going, and I get that. But spreading misinformation, the jaws of life fucking story. The jaws of life. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It was a hydraulic tool, but it was not the jaws of life that was used. Yeah. According to the first responders. And hold on. I just want to kind of sidebar here real quick. I'm watching Edmonton okay. and Vancouver. And Vancouver's yeah. up 3-1. But goddamn, McDavid's just amazing. I don't understand how uh, the goalie got the save on him on that one. Uh, he had like a two-on-one, and it was just a great I, shot. I will say this. Having watched Nathan McKinnon play the last four nights, that in guy is the best all around. 
he is the, without a doubt, hands down, best all-around player in the NHL. So we can segue into hockey now. Yes, please. Um, I do got to say, I, I know it had, it had its problems. However, Sunday it was night, such a beautiful setting. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely night, beautiful to watch. Hold on, let me get the plug in. Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, me and Scotty do what's brewing in hockey. It's a two-hour look around the league that will certainly turn into Golden Knights and Ranger Talk. That's the I way I may have to go. call in on that one. Man. So, yes, the Lake Tahoe, gorgeous setting. Gorgeous setting. Beautiful setting. Did anybody fucking look at the ice on Friday and go, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, not the best fucking idea? Noon on fucking Friday, playing a hockey game at full speed, not the best fucking idea? I watched clips on Instagram that the Golden Knights took. And I heard guys... Friday thing, man, this ice is really fun. That is one of the worst things you could ever hear as a hot. Oh man, this ice is fun. And you're not in a building where, okay, it's soft but it's playable. It's gonna be kind of could be slushy. When you're outdoors and it's soft, it doesn't harden. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, to me, the NHL, I know what they were going for. They were going for the backdrop and all that. If they it, it looked like waited, Mystery Alaska. It did, but... If, if listen, I'm, charge, I'm not trying to say anything bad. No, I am. No, I am. I I definitely am. Um, You can't play a game with two points on the line where guys are just falling over the center logo. You just can't. NHL should have started both games at 7 p.m. Eastern. And you know what? It was just as pretty at 7 o'clock. Because sunset there, Sunday night, was fucking postcard night. That was amazing. It was a back. Well, honestly, the only, besides the first period, the only thing that was not pretty about that whole thing was the Flyers. Yeah. (laughs) That was the only thing that that was not pretty. Never mind, the Golden Knights were great Saturday. And I got to say, beautiful uh, uniforms by the Golden Knights. Uh, Fleury, I loved his helmet. Yeah, helmet was nice. The only thing I, the second thing I did not like was the 12 midnight restart. I, I couldn't stay up. I watched like a little bit of the second period and I went to sleep. But like you were saying, like if you plan this out properly, 
a 7 Eastern. Push a little bit later. Give me 9 o'clock Eastern. If you're concerned about so the ice. Christmas Give me 9 o'clock Eastern. So what time was the Brewing game? Eastern. 7 Eastern. Really? Did anybody tell Philadelphia? What's that? Did anybody tell Philly that, that, that the game started at that time? Uh, yep. See, to me, the problem was, and I posed this question that Sunday night to Scotty, so I'm going to pose this to you again. If it was nothing, nothing after one, and the ice was that shit, do you think the NHL plays three full periods? No. I think they do. Are you are you beating your meat? What the hell's going on in the background over there? Driving. There's a there, there's a constant pounding going on. It's, it's like I'm watching a porno. Watching that game, Colorado needs the goaltender, man. I I was not impressed. Well, going into the this four game set against Colorado, uh, Laurie and Grubauer were one and two, and the teams were one and two defensively. Um, I, I I don't know if they need a goaltender. I think they got one in Grubauer. I think to beat Colorado, and, and look, this, the West is three divisions. It's three teams in that division. It's, it's Vegas, it's St. Louis, Colorado. Whoever uh, can physical Colorado is going to take them out of play. Because it's really yeah. hard to score with them. Right? But they play a style of game that reminds me of the cup-winning Devils. The only difference is that Devils had an all-world goaltender and Colorado has the equivalent of... Tommy Salah. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far down. I'm going that far. No, I was going to go with Chris Austin. Because they're a team that can outscore you. They can almost, McKinnon can score at will. Right? And he can create plays at will. Their defensive score, while being very young, is very down. Picard, Gerard, um, 
Elvira. Uh, they're, they're, they're very good. They're very talented. They're very fast. And how do you beat good, fast defensemen? You hit them. Make them kind of shy away from wanting to get you. And Vegas, in the first game of the set last Sunday, Vegas last night was able to rough them up a little bit. I mean, granted, the first game they played without the bar, so it was a little bit easier. They played without Sam Gerard. They, you know. Um, but, you know, if you look at a four-game series and stole for eight to six, you know, uh, to me, that's going to – I said it last year, that's going to be a hell of a playoff series. Unfortunately, Colorado lost every goaltender that they had and put down their third-string goaltender. Um, but, you know, uh, to me, they are every bit as good as Vegas. There's a reason why they are the favorites to win the Cup in Vegas. The second, you know, uh, Vegas has a fourth line that needs something. I don't know what it is. I mean, I kind of know what it is, but they need they need the fuck that. That's what they need. Uh, you know, but Vegas is three line team, and Sportsnet had rankings of the top three line. Every team in the number one line is not the perfection, but I, I couldn't understand because I, I think those guys are the best three guys better than I. Uh, and I think very close second to them. And fortunately, I had the first was Stone, Stevenson, and Patrick. Uh, that is a very, that is a very good up the middle. That's for sure. Yeah, that is a, I mean, look, if you're in the same... See, here's the difference. Vegas does not have Marshan, Bergeron, and Pot. Like, they just don't. They don't have any guys that are like that. They're very good players. They're very much built like the Cup winning devil team. that is built like Um... You know, I, I think the fourth line there needs to become the Crashers with Holy Peluso. Did you drop again? Bueller. And there goes George. <clears throat> so, apparently his Verizon is not good. I think he has Verizon. Can you hear me now? I'm really sorry. Are you like in? Phone. Are you in Antarctica or the yeah, well, Pennsylvania? I don't know what it is. No, I'm on the fourth one. Because <clears throat> uh, first off, your reception is horrible. And then, secondly, you know, two drops already. 
I know, third one, you the Look, I'll keep going back. Um, but what I was saying, like, with the, with the, that, you know, when the crash line could get going, you know, they were beating and banging, pucks run away to their back of the net. On those lines, and, and Vegas, the fourth line needs to start beating and banging. You know, granted, not having Thomas Snowstick on that line is kind of hurt them because he can, um, you know, provide a little bit of offense. Mark Ryan Reed does not know what the back of the net looks like. Uh, he must be, he's got to know what it looks like, you know, but uh, he needs, they need to, like, stick him in the front of the net and be like, stand there, we'll hit you. You know, he's got to be like, like, he, small like he's allergic. He's allergic to scoring. Feels like it lately. He hasn't scored a goal since like three tolls. Um, and when he gets his first one, everybody will be happy for him. And, and you know, kind of. You know, the problem is that line isn't. That line can't compete with the top line. Like if they he puts them out, like they play Thursday night against I think it's San Jose. He puts them out against San Jose to start the game. They get a good scoring chance or two. You know, it could be, you know, all right, we're off to the race. But, you know, like, I kind of like what Pete DeBoer did the last night, especially with breaking up the line. He's four times. They know your tendencies. You know, you got to get creative, and they got creative last night, and they won the game. That's that's it. you know, I, I, let's talk about fans being back in building starting March 1st around the team. <clears throat> well, they were allowed in New York today uh, at sure. the Garden for the Knicks and Warriors. They had, I think, 2,500. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's a plus. It's a sign of normalcy, you know, I, I it just Uh-oh. feels what the oh, what drop. a great save. Sorry. Uh, you know, I, I it, it's the start of getting back to normal. Now, you know, how many when the Prudential Start Center starts welcoming fans, how many people are gonna show up there? You figure no. Murphy does everything. Murphy does whatever Cuomo does. So if Cuomo goes ten percent, Murphy's going to go ten percent. You know, Murphy can't make a decision on his own. So, well, what teams or what states still haven't opened up? It's just what New Jersey or what other state? Motherfucker, you suck today. I mean, absolutely. <clears throat> but that's a good question. How many how many states have not opened up? You know, for any fans. You know, I. Here we go. I'm really starting to hate Verizon right now. Yo, Christ Almighty. What? My phone sucks. I know. Yeah. So, so the question I pose to you is: New Jersey? No. What is the last state to let fans in? Is that going to be New Jersey, or is that 
Or is there another no, uh, state out there? No, New Jersey's next week. It's going to be California. It is most definitely going to be California. I think New Jersey's letting people in starting next week. Uh, I know I've gotten stuff from the Devils. I've gotten stuff from Dean Hall. You know, with what the procedures are going to be. You know, I, I was kind of like one of those people. I'm like, I can't wait to go to a game. I'm going to I'm not ready to go to a game. I'll be honest Especially with you. I'm perfectly fine. What, 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 yeah, I'm perfectly fine watching games at home. Yeah, like you know, maybe maybe the start of the season next year, I'll be ready to go. You know, let's get to that. You know what? Look, if you're a season ticket holder and you're ready to go to a game and you're willing to drop the money that they're going to charge you to go to a game, kudos to you. But I sit there and be like, all right, let everybody else go. I'll wait. Because really, I'm not going to sit there. If I've already paid for this year, right, what, you're going to have 20% of people at a game or 15% of people at a game, and... You know, at the Prudential Center, it's like about two thousand people. You know, to me. Well, if it's if it's ten percent, would it at Prudential? Wouldn't it be? What does that arena hold? Eighteen. Yeah, but I thought New Jersey was fifteen. Maybe that's Las Vegas. Whatever it is, if it's ten percent, if it's eighteen thousand people, and. You have to wait till the end of the game, and then they're going to dismiss you like it's fucking grammar. Like, I'm not ready for that. <clears throat> okay. Well, my Section question is, you know, how, you have, how have these other, you know, stadiums and all these other teams, other sports, how have they been doing it? No you know, are they dismissing? Yeah, it's like, why haven't people talk about what other states are doing. Yeah, I'm sure that they're asking. I'm sure that it's not just... At least I hope they're not just... I'm sure they are. I'm just saying that I I haven't paid enough attention to what these other states are doing to know what is going to happen here. Like, I've now... Like, I've seen... I've seen stuff from Vegas because, you know, I'm a season ticket holder and I get the emails. Um, I've seen New Jersey's because I was a season ticket holder and they still want me to come back. They still send you stuff. Uh, You know, I I think it's just one of those things. I think it's you're just going to have to play it by year and, you know, do what you're going to do. Yeah, I gotta ask my uh, sister because she's a season ticket for the Devils. So I gotta ask her and see what she. You know, you have to fill out something to tell you. You know, let them know you have to have negative tests before you go. You have to fill out a fucking thing on the website. Uh, Everything's gonna be contactless. You can't bring in bags. It's shit like that. Like, it's, you know, it, it, all right, we're getting back to, look, I look at it this way, Angel. 
it's a step in the right direction. I mean, we're sitting here almost at a year, and we're starting to let people back into games, and that's and that's a good thing. But I definitely agree with you. You know, but like you, I'm, I don't think I can see myself going. And it's not that I'm scared of COVID, because I'm really not. Um, for me, I don't. I, I've just been enjoying. Like, I actually enjoy watching hockey a little bit more now. I, I, I I'm picking up on things that I haven't heard before. You know, uh, you know, since I've yeah. been playing. You know, so you're starting to get those nuances of the game back. Uh, you, and you get that in, in other sports, too. You get that with the baseball. You know, baseball's a little bit weird, seeing nobody there. Because yeah. the baseball with fans, that background noise is actually a really good noise. You know, having yeah, people chatter. In baseball, with, in baseball with fans, I mean, baseball is a sport where you are a paying studio audience. And you are in every sport. But, like, I don't think... There's probably only two sports that fans in a building can have a um, advantage of while the game's going on. That's absolutely football. Um, it's football and hockey. Because you, you really think about it. Your team's down two goals. <laughs> you get that. Spec, you get the one to cut it to one goal. That building's on its ass. You know, that building's losing yep. its shit. You know, like, and I know this from, from being at the Fortress. You know, I was there last year in January when they were down 3 nothing to St. Louis after one. And then they got the first goal. You know, Revo fought. Then they got a goal. Right? And the building started to buzz. Then they got a second goal. And the building started to buzz louder. Then when they were trying to get the third goal, the building was fucked. It was coming unglued. You know, they get it, and now the building into the game for the rest of the game. Obviously, Stevenson wins it on a great breakaway in overtime. But the building lost its shit. And, and hockey is one of those ones where the, a team can feed off the energy of the building. Yeah. Like, I go back to 2013 with the Bruins against uh, the Well, at least is one thing. But we'll go back to the, the Blackhawks game six. Boston is so used to losing games thing, right? Like with the Red Sox and everything, you know, everybody forgets that Carl Fitz's home run was a game six. But, and Bill Buckner made the error in game six. They forget there was a game seven. But they were like, oh, fuck, not again, right? So, like, the building became very tense, and players can feel that. Where when you look at the game seven, against uh, Toronto. Man, when they got when they were down two, that building was losing its shit. And then they, you know, when they, they, they cut it to a goal and Bergeron scored, I know people in the building, they said their ears were pleased. Well, yeah, that's so, just like the old Yankee Stadium, you know? Uh, how many yeah. games did I go there? 
and you know the the stadium actually shook. That's how much noise yeah. that was going on. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. the new stadium couldn't recapture any of that. But you know, that's no. neither here nor there. You know, and that's the thing too. Like, you're right. Like, you know, and everybody says, "Oh, I can feel the building shake." No, you really can. Like, I, I've been in stadiums where the building's actually shaking, and you're going, "Ah, oh, and it's and it's the most it, it's the most adrenaline as a fan that you can have as somebody who played the game." Yes. You know, like you feel that. That becomes through you, and it, you know, as fans, it it makes you cheer a little bit louder. It makes you just, you know, maybe you don't have to go get that hot dog. You know, like you know, baseball uh, is, is when you know a teams in an teams in an inning, right? You know, and that bang it, you know, single here, double here. All right, you now you keep train moving. You know, next thing you know, man, you're on the you're on top of that picture, and that picture's standing there in the loneliest spot on the fucking field, and that building is all over him. It's why I hate grand slams. They're great, I love you know, but I hate them. I hate two run homers. I hate three run homers because you've now taken the picture and you fucking helped them. All right, and you settle down and back in the wind up. You got a pitcher coming unglued and he's in the stretch and you're just I remember there was a Yankee I think it was Yankees met. Like twenty oh, but I, I, I don't mean to stop you here, but McDavid just put one under the uh on the crossbar. Oh my god. Yeah. He just missed that goal. Um you know, dude, seriously he he's amazing. Uh but yeah, yes. go go ahead with the with the stadium. Like, it was 2012, it was Sunday afternoon, they're playing the match, and they put up a snowman, and I think in the seventh or eighth inning, not one home run was hit. Singles, doubles, you know, everybody hit. Pitchers, you know, guys coming in from the bullpen, and they're fucking rattled. You know, I, I, I remember being at the Saturday, the Sunday game after the Louis Castillo dropped the fucking A-Rod pop-up. To get, the Mets were done. The Mets, it, they could have put up a 40 spot on Saturday. They would have lost 41 The Mets just weren't going to do anything. And then Santana came out and threw a fucking absolute dud. Should have. But fans are going to be, like, can you imagine how unglued 20,000 people in the fortress is going to be? I think it's twenty six thousand. Twenty six thousand of them be of those night fans who have waited What's a the, year to see their team play are going to come on fucking blue. What's the Vegas restrictions right now? Fifteen percent. They're going to they're going to have about twenty two to twenty four twenty six hundred. I saw it before. Uh, if you go on Twitter and look up Jinbin. At Stinpin Vegas, I think it is, right? I think it's at Stinpin Vegas. They have. But I think it's I think it's March first. 
because their next home game they're going to allow fans. And that place is going, look, they basically, Vegas' last home game was March 3rd of last year. They haven't played a home game since. Or well, this will be the first home game where fans are at. Them fucking people are going to be lucid. It is going to be a sight. And I just hope they keep doing Fortress at home because I think it's awesome. I even think when that's a full building, they should keep doing that because it's awesome. My wife, who like kind of like last night, tell her how great it is going to a Vegas Golden Knights home game. My wife has now seen the Fortress at home throughout this regular season, and she is, like, unglued to go to a game out. My wife, great to travel, cannot wait to go to the Team O'Lorian. In mm. beautiful paradise, Starbucks. Because that part of the strip is paradise, Tom. But no, that, that place is going to be nuts. I'm sure Toronto. God only knows the fucking. You asked before what's the next, what's the last state? I'm going to tell you it's the last country. It's going to be Canada. Canada is not letting anybody in. Well, you already see uh, the Blue Jays have to, uh, they're going to start the season, well, they're going to start their first two home stands in, in Dunedin, Florida. Well, that's the, and then, uh, uh, and, the, and that's a shit state. They're debating. Well, they did upgrades on it, they said. So, we'll what see how good the upgrades shit. are. Yeah. And then they're going to play one series. They're going to play in Buffalo again, right? It, it depends because uh, they have the Triple A uh, team back up there. So, it's going to be hard to do the scheduling. So, they don't know if they're going to do – well, I'm sure that they are going to do some games in Buffalo. But they might be one of those, you know – Florida. They may be like the Raptors. Buffalo. Yeah, and then when Toronto gets finally open, then they'll play. They might have three different home sites. Yeah, you know, and, and of course the third one being Toronto. I don't see Canada opening to letting, you know, teams cross until like Canada Day. I, I could see them doing July because Canada already said that it's going to be 2022 before everything's back to normal up there. Which then makes the NHL, then gives the NHL questions. So what are we going to do next year? <clears throat> but if you know the trend keeps going the way it's going, you know, I think by the by the Stanley Cup playoffs, you'll be at fifty percent in building. Maybe Canada is a quarter. Maybe Canada is a quarter. But that's asking a lot, my name. Well, I'm sure when it comes to playoff time, they're going to have to bring those Canadian teams. Like, they're going to probably have to bring them into the States to play the playoffs. Oh, remember, the playoffs this year are intra-division. So, until the conference, no Canadian team has to leave Canada. 
Right, but then the interesting question is, you know, when they, I guess when they come down, they won't have, you know, I'm sure they won't make them quarantine. You know, if we, if uh, any team, if they decide to play in Canada, then of course you have to do the quarantine because that's what they're making you, everybody do. So, All right, well, we shall see it. Yeah, you know, like I'm still like, all right, so I'll start You're not with some articles today. You will not see bubbles for the playoffs because of the fact that teams are going to have people in buildings, and these owners are not going to give up playoff time. Even if it's, you know, 25% fans. They they want that fake eight. I get it. No, and you know what, Angel? It's not just the game. You know, how many people are now going to go, you know, you're going to have gate, you're going to have concessions, you're going to have merch. You know, people are looking to go to games, man. People are going to spend money. Like, I know that, I, I, I know I saw the Devils are doing everything mobile, like a lot of shit with, like, mobile order and mobile pickup. You know, everything's going to be contactless. You know, you're not going to wait on a beer line. You know, if there's anything that's good that's coming out of this pandemic, it's, you know, the innovation that's coming through with a lot of different things. You know, and that's just like one of those things where if you can get it where you're at a sporting event, you can just order it from your phone and you cut out the in-between time of waiting in line and missing plays, that's great for the fan experience. Yeah, but you know what? When you're waiting in line, maybe you meet someone special. Fuck that. You don't pay that money to go meet somebody special. You pay that money to go watch a game. Well, unfortunately, I met somebody special at a double. I met my wife online, and we just hit it off. And, you know, like, it, what site was she on? <laughs> you met her online. <laughs> I was on the sausage and pepper line. She was on a pretzel line or hot dog line. So, Mrs. Fields, I don't know, whatever is next to me, right by the food court. Um, but no, I, I can, you know, I. I think it's a good idea. Teams have been doing it for a while now. I just, you know, there's something about going to a game and, you know, actually have cash and being able to dip the fucking bar down, you know? Like, oh, and the other thing is you have to wear a mask unless you're actively eating or drinking. That was another one of the rules, Yeah, listen, I get it. Uh, I I think the biggest takeaway now is, like like I've been saying, we're slowly getting back to normal. What's normal? I don't know. Are we going to be wearing masks for the rest of the year? Probably. And you know what? That's fine. You know, at this point, we're a year into wearing masks. If you're not, if you don't want to wear a mask, well, fuck it, stay the fuck away from 
Like that, that's pretty much the point. We're in public, you know. We're like, you know, like my quarry job. You know what? We're maps fine. Stay the fuck away from. You know, but like we have to just get people doing stuff. Don't take fucking people minds off of shit. Ah, ba 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 ba. Brett Garner, the Yankees. Yeah, one year, four mil. And that, you know, I was getting a little scared there after all the money started going away, after they signed Justin Wilson and uh, Jay Bruce. You know, I, I got a little scared. But I'm very happy to have him back in the fold. And honestly, it really makes the Jay Bruce signing even better to me. Because I yeah. think he is the replacement for Mike Ford. Uh, Jay Bruce is a competent first baseman that can also play the outfield in a pinch. So there's some defensive well, yeah. versatility. Quote, unquote, and, defensive and for versatility. The Yankees, if, if Brett Gardner is going to be your fourth outfielder, you know he'll be one of the three by May 1st because one of them fucking ass hats will get hurt. Right. My money's on Aaron Hicks. Uh, it's usually, well, Stanton, man. I don't think Stanton's been able to stay healthy at all. Yeah, but Stanton's DH. He's not playing the outfield. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks that Gardner's the opening day first. No, he can't be opening day. <coughs> I think. Uh, if, he's, if he's starting opening day, then we have problems right off the bat. You know, the opening day outfield needs to be Judge, Dick, Frazier. What won't be? Yeah, that's what the outfield should be opening day, if all is going according to the plan. But it won't be. Uh, At this point, I I think I'd start to look at Judge's DH. He you can't help. put him at the H because he got Stanton there. Hey, he'll, he'll be hurt. No, I, I'm saying in, if I am the Yankee, I start to look at Aaron Judge and his two teeth as a potential 75% of the time D8. If that's how you look at then you need to trade him. Because, unfortunately, Stanton... And I understand he gets hurt a lot. I get that. But you have to anticipate him being the D8 75% of the time. And if you can't go into uh, thinking that he's going to be the D8 75% of the time, you know, then you got even more problems. But, you know, this is – Satan is the DH. Judge uh, I think has to play the field, and, and Judge, Judge is still a very – very competent outfielder. Who can never stay yeah. on the field. But, you know, what? the thing with him, it, you know, it, it really wasn't like, what, the one year it was the broken hands. So that was more of a fluke incident. Then it was the rib. That was the problem for me, you know, the whole rib thing. Because that's a core injury, you know, and according to, you know, reports, um, he changed his uh, 
workout regimen this year to kind of stay more flexible. Because he doesn't need to get more strength. You know, the, the guy, listen, the guy can hit home runs, you know, today and tomorrow. He needs to get that, you know, the soft core stuff out of the way. If he can get the soft core stuff out of the way, then he'll be able to be, you know, the hitter that he can be. So I'm not too concerned with Judge. Um, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, yeah, he has to be in, in right field 75% of the time. He can DH the games that Stanton's in the field because Stanton is going to see uh, outfield time. Who said that? He, he, has to, he has to see the outfield. You can't be just a pure DH. Who's he going to play over? Listen, he can play the outfield. He can play left field when uh, Judge is on the bench. And then you can put Frazier in right. Or you can put uh, Stanton in right because Stanton came up as a right fielder. Yeah, it's... I think yeah, the Yankees I'm sure. I think well, the Yankees would help themselves out greatly if they could move on from from Stanton or from Judge. Stanton. Yeah, I don't see anybody do, taking that contract off. They're gonna have to eat it, but you you, you got to eat at least half. If you're gonna eat half of that contract. You know, I hate the whole eating part of the contract. You're going to have to eat part of that contract to get an arm. And I think they could get an arm if they eat half of that contract. Because, look, I I don't care what any bullshit Pink Yankee Yankee fan says. They go as far as the rotation takes them, and that rotation is going to take them a second place. Okay, but see, here's here's what I'm going to tell you. If they're trading Stanton for an arm, I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to get anything quality because if you're trading Stanton, then that means he's not fitting and he's not doing well. And he's not going to have the same type of uh, value that you would assume Nobody a former MVP would have. Nobody wanted him. Which is why the Yankees got him for so cheap. They even yeah, got Miami paying. Miami paid what forty million dollars of that contract. Miami paid forty million. Which is more so than you got a, Right. So you got a team that's notoriously cheap to pay a contract off of a guy who came off of a MVP season. And they didn't take yeah. back any major prospects in the deal. Because nobody else wanted them. So my question is, if you're the Yankees, you know, what can you trade Stanton for? Somebody. See, he'll and sell it, tickets somewhere. Like somebody will take him. 
there's always somebody that will take him. Well, nobody's going to take him now. Not in 2021. Now, I'll tell you right now, I, if, uh, if things worked out and he had a solid season and you called uh, Anaheim, Pujols' contract is off the books next year. They would be a good team to kind of, uh, you know, talk with. And he would fit over there with uh, with Trout and Rendon. So, you know, they would be a good uh, team to kind of spark that interest with. But that's not until next year. Well, maybe, maybe Anaheim. May, hey, look, I, I look at it this way. Would it kill you to make the trade to bring in Albert Pujols? Trade him one for all? I don't want Pujols. No. Why not? Well, first off, it doesn't make sense for Anaheim because, you know, it's like, hey, we only have this year left. I And honestly, I don't want Pujols because if you're telling me, okay, if you're going to make that trade, that means you're going to open up the D8 spot. So, if you were smart, no. yes, because now no, if you're, you're making you're that trade, pull. right? But bigger But see, if you're trading Stanton away, and this is my point, if you're trading Stanton away, your DH, I don't want a DH coming back to me. I want to keep uh, position flexibility going where I can use that DH spot as a half-day off for people. Or I move Judge into that DH spot. I already have internal uh, DH people. I look at it this way for the Yankees, right? Like, at this point... You are so... You know, even training for fucking pool halls kind of defeats the purpose of what I was going to say. You're so right-handed weighted. Yes. That That's not really concerned about this team. And what's, you know, the Jay Bruce signing makes sense to me. You know, the Brett Gartner re-signing makes sense to me. Because on those days where they're they're going to face that tough right-handed pitcher, now you have, like, Mike Ford. Yeah, I got into a fight with somebody. I forgot who it was. But we talked about Probably. the Jay Bruce and Mike Ford. It was pro- I think it was Tony. And yeah. Tony was like, oh, Mike Ford is, is, you know, he's a professional hitter. No, he's not. Jay Bruce is a professional hitter. Hey, nobody on that fucking team is a professional hitter. Mike Ford hit, I think, 170 last year. There is not one Yankee who's a professional hitter. DJ LeMahieu. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about it. They have one guy that's a professional hitter. They have one guy. One fucking hitter is a professional hitter in your life. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know when the Yankees win again. 
Well, listen, I think the division is theirs next year. No. It's yeah, I don't know how I don't know how much Kool Aid Tampa Bay can keep drinking and get away with, you know, what they're doing. Uh, but I don't see them being. Not, yeah, but I don't see that continuing. I do. You, know, you just traded Ian. You just you just traded your best pitcher. You lost uh, Charlie Morton. You know, it, I, I think Aruzeroni over there or Aruzeroni, he's not going to be as good this year because people are going to be on him now. He's not going to come out of nowhere and do what he did. So. But, but know, here's the nope. thing, though, with Tampa. They still find a way to win 90-something games because they can pitch better than everybody else. No, like, I, I honestly don't see them continuing. Or, listen, they're, they're the second-best team in the division. I'll give them that. What about Toronto? Yeah, I think- Toronto, I think, is behind them still. I, yeah, I'm not sold on their pitching. I know Rayu is a solid veteran. He's a solid number two starter. Peterson has all the potential in the world. But outside of them, you know, Robbie Ray, what has Robbie Ray done in his career to make me fear him? Who else are their starters on that team? Oh, oh Stephen Matt. Oh, oh, Stephen Matt. Oh. I'm a serious you know, you know, Southern California, uh, before right around the hour, of 12, 7, 15. Angel? What the hell is that? I'm trying to switch over. There's a lot of backs. Oh. Yeah, what? but they got Stephen Matt. Stephen Matt is garbage. So their pitching doesn't yeah. scare me. They got a good bullpen. They yeah, picked up 28. It's funny how every year you hear Yankee fans say, this team doesn't scare me, they win the division. This team doesn't scare me, they win the division. Like, what scares you about the Yankees? Nothing. Their lineup scares people. Come on. No, it's not. That lineup lineup can put up runs. If you think Gary Sanchez is going to have another season where he hits 130, you're you're mistaken. I do. I do. No. Because I don't think he's a good hitter. I think he's a hell of a hitter. I think he, I think he has the ability to hit like a Manny Ramirez. No. Yeah. Take off the Yankee shirt. I'm gonna glasses. go. I'm gonna tell you right now. He's gonna hit 270 this year, with no, 30 home runs. No, he's not. Put 270, no, he's 30 not. home runs. He's not, and you I'm know why right he's now. not? Because he's a, he's already in his head. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna rebound here. Gary Sanchez will not be, be a Yankee at the trade. 270, 270, 30 home runs. Put it down. We'll make Gary Sanchez we'll make a bet will on not be a Yankee. Gary Sanchez will not be a Yankee at the trade demo. He has too much potential to, to trade. He doesn't have potential. He doesn't. The league knows he can't hit a curveball. Curveball wasn't a problem last year. Last year was the fastball. Well, he watched the, if he watched him last year, it was all fastballs that was giving him problems. Why? Because he's potential's gone, kid. Okay. That's he rebounds this year. Yeah. 
It's going to be 270, 30 home runs. That's a lineup that will strike out 15 times a game. I'm not going to dispute 15, that part. 15 times a game. Nine times. When you don't put the ball in play, I don't care who you are, you're not going to win in the major leagues. That's and why the Dodgers of, won. And outside of DJ LeMayhew, they don't have somebody consist- <laughs> that consistently does that. Nope. Well, who would be their next closest player? It would probably be like Gio or Stella. I don't think he's that good. Offensively, I don't think so either. I think defensively, he's phenomenal. That's great. I, I don't see. Who cares? If they score five runs a game, are they going to be able to stop the other team scoring six? They're not good defensively. They're terrible first baseman. You know, they need, they really need Torres to pick up his defensively at shortstop. I think they're great. I think they're great at third base. I think they're great at second base. Yeah, I'm very curious to see if Torres rebounds because he he was horrible last year. What was it like 20 errors? Yep. So he was rough last year. Um, and his name's not Derek Sanderson Jr. No. Everybody wants to talk about Derek Jr. not being a good shortstop, right? Oh, Edmonton just tied the Derek game. Derek Jeter's problems were throwing, mostly. I don't think so. I, I think, you know, people, uh, McDavid just scored a goal. Yeah. Yeah, 3 3. Let's see here. Wow. Yeah, that that kid's pretty good. Yeah, he doesn't suck. Yeah, he, yeah he's all right. But, yeah, like with Jeter, like his – okay, yeah, especially towards the end, his range wasn't as good as what it used to be. However, every play that he got to, he made. Well, that's great, but he couldn't get – but the shit – but the latter shit he couldn't get to. Jeter never had great range. What, what, what? Let's call a spade a spade here. He never had great range. He was a guy who exactly. always hit right at him. He could get to it. And that's cool. And that's great. He was never a gold glove shortstop. I don't care what fucking pink hat Yankee fans say. I agree with you. Like, he just... He was decent. He was an above-average shortstop. He was the Eli Manning of shortstops where I would say, what, what's Eli's best trait? Availability, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say Jeter was dependability because anything near him, he caught. Except for in the ninth inning of Game 7 in 2001. Well, that wasn't his fault. Yes, it was. It was his fault. And everybody, knows, Nobody ever wants to blame him. Get off the fucking bar. Get off the bag and Tor- fucking keep the ball in front of you. No. 
get off the bag and keep the ball in front of you is his number one job there. And the late break he had on that ball that Gonzalez hit was fucking embarrassing. Listen, I thought that Torrey played that situation wrong. And I, I've i always felt, and I've always said this, infield, the, the corner should have been in, and the middle infield should have been at double play. If they would have been at double play depth, Jeter catches that ball. They were. He cheated in. He pulled them in. He 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 shouldn't have, he shouldn't have Jeter shouldn't have been on the, Torrey, the grass. Tory had had the infield in, but the the middle have. should have been at, at double play. Again, but he should never been in that position if he just came off the fucking bag. I took high school baseball. You know what the first fucking play I showed the shortstops were? That one. Why? Don't do this. Come off the bag. Feel the ball. Keep it in front of you. Speaking of don't do this. Speaking of don't do this, that's a perfect segue to a don't do this. Don't be like Seattle Mariners president Kevin Mather. I have no problem with what he said. yesterday. I have no problem yeah, with what I he said. I don't. And, you, and here's why. Because it's the truth. Yeah, but you can't come out and say, especially like with the manipulation of service time. Because that's... But, every, you know, but everybody knows it's done. And everybody said it. He's the first guy that fucking yeah, but, called but, out for it. But now you have it out publicly that this is what they actually say. Why is it out publicly before? The Cubs were, Brian sued the Cubs over it because of shit that they said. Everybody knows it's going on. And it's public. This guy got in trouble because, fuck it, we got nothing else better to do with our lives. In all seriousness, he got in trouble because there's nothing, nothing else is going on. They have no problem with what he said because it's the truth. And he answered the question truthfully. Maybe he needs to learn tact because he should, you know, and when I say you, I mean him. Because you don't let that get out. Like, you play close to the best. Hey, yeah, well, you know, we're going to give him every opportunity. You know, we offered him a contract extension. You know, we, we saw what Tatis, or, you know, I know it, they were talking about before Tessies, which, by the way, I got to say, I like that deal if I'm a team. I do. I do. Oh, again, you know who started that? The Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. Well, the Cleveland Indians. No, Tampa Bay. Tampa Cleveland. Bay started this. Cleveland, Cleveland always. Like this. Cleveland always no, signed their, the their, person their, their young players. Yeah, but they saw we signed them below market. Tampa is the one that started signing them market value. But listen, I totally like the deal, you know. But, you know, my problem with what Mathers is saying here is, listen, if, if that's what you believe, keep it to yourself. You don't make it public. 
because now you're going to cause more hurt feelings between player and team. You know, it's, and, you know, the Players Association has always said this is going on, and now you have to give a voice to what's going on. But, but Angel, let me ask you this. Is your sure. out? I think so, sometimes. Do you remember when the Cubs came out with this with Chris Bryant? Yes. Didn't they say it publicly? Yes. And it wasn't a big deal. I don't think they said it publicly. They did. That's how he. That's why he sued them. Huh. No, I think he sued them because he hit three ninety in spring training with like five or six jacks. That's why he's like, "How did I not make this team?" And they. That's why said, he sued them. But and they, that's, and he, that's why they he sued. said that they're not going to bring him up. They were yeah, they say that they're not bringing him up. They, yeah, but they didn't say the reason was due to the contract. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, they inferred. You know, they never said, hey, listen, the reason why we're not calling you up, even though you had a great spring, was because we want an extra year of uh, control. You know, that was the mm. one thing. That was the I one thing that, that. Uh, that, that Brody Van Wagenen, when uh, the whole – um, Alonzo thing happened. He didn't have mm-hmm. to bring him up with them, but he said, "Listen, he earned the spot. He starts the season with the team. You know, mm-hmm. extra year of, of uh, control be damned." Well, that, that's also because Brody was a, an agent, right? I I I just look at it in, in this respect, right? Like we kill these guys. We're not saying anything. We really got. Well, no, I'm just talking about my life. But like, we already knew this stuff was going on. Like, you'd have to be an idiot to not know this shit was going on. Like, and right, this is why. I, this is it, why now you put a voice on it. You, you put a face. Yeah, now on you it. put a you voice. Put a voice. On it. And, and so now the you have now the owners have, have to uh, answer for it. Exactly, because you're not hearing anything about the collusion that they've had with, um, you know, not because they never players. got a voice. Yeah, what, what no, if, okay. You're right. You know, and, and that's the whole thing. Like, and that's where I think Mathers made his major mistake. You know, the whole thing about, you know, I can get over the whole, you know, speak English thing. I kind of get over that. Insensitive as it was, you can get over that. But when you start talking about manipulating service time, yeah, I think that's where you know it, the line gets crossed. I, I kind of, I kind of look at all this in this respect, right? I kind of look at. Major League Baseball has never done right by its players. It's always done right by the owners, right? Right. And the owners have been fucking players, you know, since they started playing the game in fucking Hoboken, right? With Tony. Yeah, 
you know, and Tony was out there for the first baseball game ever played. Yeah, but he plays her for the love of the game. You know, he'd die on the ball field or some bullshit like that. By the way. He's like a vampire. He'll never die. No. No. I was just watching Underworld. And my wife, you know, she <laughs> we wanted a romantic movie to watch on Valentine's Day. So I recommend Underworld. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing since romance like Kate Beckinsale and Lover. And yeah. yeah, no, Tony will never so die. He is, a, he is a vampire. This is why he he okay. play night games. But the thing is, even with that, like, if you are naive enough to not think that baseball is going to have a work stoppage next year, I don't know what to tell you. Right, but we all know that a lot of this stuff is, you know, you need public sentiment on your side as well. And mm, no, because here's the thing with baseball fans, because it, this is the way it always comes down to Every fan wants to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Every fan. Right? Like, every fan wants to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. They want to flip their boss the middle finger. What? Here's the problem when it comes to baseball. The fans will never be on the player's side. It will never, baseball fans will never be on the owner's side because the players do not know how to control the message. They never do. They never will. No, we'll see going into this uh, next CBA. You know, the the owners, you know, they've been playing this, you know, this pandemic very, very well, I think, where they're they're kind of, woe is me. Um, and, and, and which that I don't think, will, I don't think it really is. And, that, and, and that's one thing where the owners are losing the fans. Okay. That is one thing. Because they're looking at, Oh, you're a billionaire. I'm sorry. I can't make my rent payment. We're not talking about, look, when it becomes billionaires fighting with millionaires, this always happens. The players will never win because they'll never be able to control the message about it. Look, they want this. If they want this, then this is going to affect you. They want more money, it's going to affect you at the gate. Hey, we're trying to get costs certain here. We're trying to keep money we're trying to keep prices down. And the one here is, oh, you're trying to keep prices down so I can come to a game, I can enjoy a game? Okay, cool. Baseball needs a salary cap. It will never get one because these players are fucking greedy and will never Go for it. It'll never you know, happen, I Angel. I don't like a salary cap. I do. You, know, you need it. No, you need you it because what? then it, it forces teams to spend money. It forces the teams like the, the, the Miami Marlins to spend money. 
put a competitive team on the field so that the Yankees aren't paying for everything there. Think about that. The Yankees pay for everything. The fucking Red Sox, why do you think some of these teams don't want to be up against the fucking luxury tax? Because they're tired of giving money to the Twins to pocket. But if there's cost earnings, oh, you got to spend this kind of, okay, cool, we'll do it. And if people go to games, but the Marlins, the Devils and Marlins are the same fucking organization. They they have about the same amount of people every game. The only difference is the Marlins play in a fucking 45,000-seat stadium. You can't just keep hoping that, oh, the Yankees are here. People are going to show up. It doesn't work. I think the Red Sox and Tampa are, the Red Sox and Yankees are always in Tampa on weekends. Because it fills up their stadiums. Actually, that, I, I take it back. Why do you think they're never there on the weekends? Because it gets people there during the week. Because they know people right. are going to go to games on the weekend. Why do you think the Rangers are always in Tampa and Florida around Thanksgiving? Because all the old whites are down there and they visiting family. Oh, cool. You go to the game. Tampa doesn't want the Yankees there on a weekend because fucking Yankee fans are going to go down because they'll say, oh, cool. That's why baseball puts out their schedule so early. It's so that people can start planning their fucking vacations to go and see their team play, or they think. Listen, man, I'm totally cool with that. You know, Yeah, I'm just damn. Talk about a comeback. Edmonton just took the lead, four three. They were down three one. What a shock. What a shock. Adam Larson. <laughs> I know. Adam Larson with the boom boom. Oh, it's off of Who's that Ennis? Right, yeah, but uh, listen, I just think that, you know, I agree with you. There should be a, a at least a floor. No, you uh, can't have a ceiling. Spending. You can't have a floor without a ceiling. A floor without you a ceiling. Right, but, but see, that, but that's the problem, though, because, like, if you're penalizing – okay, so with this luxury tax, right, that's mm-hmm. a so-called soft cap, right? We can agree on that, right? This is a soft cap. No. You know, if, if you choose to go over, there are repercussions every year. The taxes go up. Uh, you can lose a, a draft pick. There, there's penalties for going over. But if you choose to go over, you take you make that choice. But why isn't there a penalty for teams that will not spend X amount of revenue? You know, the, Because you gotta, they can cry poverty. You know, yeah, and, but, and here's the thing, too. Like, if these cities are, are stupid enough to pay for these stadiums, right? Right? Like there should be kickers in where the cities can start going after, like the Marlins, like Florida, the state of Florida is going after the Marlins, as we speak, for not putting a competitive team on the field. Well, they were competitive because, last year. Yeah, but there was nobody there. So who cares? Right, but they were competitive. 
when they were going, but they, they fucking hoodwinked the fuck out of Florida for that stadium. Did they not? Right, Jeffy Laurie did, did a great job of uh, hoodwinking. Okay, so they hoodwinked them into giving them the stadium and the paying for the stadium. Right? And what, I totally what believe... Then happened, I, yeah, and I totally believe the, that if Laurie stayed in charge... The plan was to trade Stanton all all along. He as soon as he got everything uh, buttoned up, he was going to trade you know every star on that team like he did before. Well, he wasn't the one that did before. That was um, I don't very nice. I, I don't know. Well, he, he did it before too. But the Remember, he, he that... signed. He signed uh, what Reyes? He signed. Um, he fell. Oh, yeah. Well, he signed. He signed like a whole bunch of like major league players to great contracts, and then next year traded all of them. But that was because he raised after one year in the ballpark. Yeah, but they didn't want to be there either. But that was also, you know, like a being switched thing, and that's and that's what really got the the whole organization in trouble, really. Right. But like, if you really think about it, like, but that's because nobody goes to games down there. It's a terrible place. Baseball should have never been there. It's great for spring training. It gets people out of the cold. People don't want to sit in the baseball stadium or park. It's just—it's just a statement of fact. People do not want to go to games out there. Too fucking humid. It's too hot. It, it's nobody wants to be there. No, I think there's a way of doing it. You know, and I honestly do think – I think there is. There's not, unless you know, the team's really close to Disney. Well, that's – The team would have know, to be like, what, what, really close to Disney. Well, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things where, you know, Tampa Bay, what's going on? You know, is it Montreal or is it well, here's Portland? The no. The know, what are they looking at? Here's the thing with Tampa. But here's the Tampa. They can't do anything for like three more years. Right. They so have to finish the thirty-year lease over. The problem is, I don't know if they're ever going to leave Florida. Not under this ownership group. This group is committed but, okay. to playing in Florida. But okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. If you claim and you cry that you can't make money in a spot, why are you going to stay there? Yeah, and I get it, and, and, and I can appreciate because I don't like relocation. Yeah, I'm not a fan of relocation. I think that especially for young kids, it's such a it rips out their hearts, you know, to a point because you know you got young kids that love certain teams and certain players and, oh, hey, we're going to take your team and we're going to move. And so I don't like relocation. However, mm-hmm. if, if you're not, if it's not there, like it, 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 it's almost laughable to me where you talk about relocation in, in any sport or expansion teams in any sport. Seattle, mm-hmm. they want to put a basketball team in. You just had a basketball team in Montreal. You want to put a baseball team in? 
Well, he just had a baseball team. So, like, for me, it, it's, you know, the whole relocation aspects of it, for me, it's it's kind of hard to fathom because you're going back to a situation that didn't work the first time. You're going to try it again. You know, was it that it really didn't work the first time? Or was it that somebody was, was being greedy and, and they realized that they can, you know, maybe they got offer to come to, to the area. And, you know, that's usually how it is. What, the owner gets a, a good chunk to move the team? And then he's, you know, he gets that uh, relocation fees, and that's how he makes his money. See, like, when it come to, when it came to Montreal, the problem was, and this is where the cap comes in, Montreal is not a baseball city. Montreal thinks they're a baseball city. They're really not. Right? They... They just didn't care about that team. And what they cared about it when it was good. What's that? It was a great team. You know, they, especially the late '90s team. You know, they had some horses on that team. But you know, early here comes the. All right, but then here comes the problem. In one of the CBAs, it said that all contracts must be paid in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. So when and the NHL the same way. So when you have teams having to compete, taking all revenue in the Canadian dollar, which we all know not as strong as the American dollar, what happens is is that you can't sign. You can't re-sign your talent, right? And, that, and that's what their problem was. Like, they could not re-sign the talent they had because they couldn't afford to do it. Because the NHL had this as a kicker in to help the Canadian teams out. Hey, we understand that you're paying the salaries in American, right? And every team as part of the revenue sharing used to kick in money for the Canadian teams to pay part of the salaries. Fine. No big deal. Well, you can't compete at that point. Like the Canadian markets just can't compete. And that's what's going on. And that ultimately and that ultimately is what happens. Then sadly you shouldn't have teams in Canada. You know, you shouldn't have a team in Toronto. But Toronto, but see, like Toronto is a different. Toronto is a different animal. Toronto is one of the is probably the fifth or sixth biggest media market in the northern in in uh, in North America. Right, it's like New York, Chicago, L.A., Canada, Toronto, Mexico City. Right, it's just what it is. It's, it's one of the biggest cities in the fucking country. And the team's owned by fucking Rogers, <laughs> which is one of the biggest fucking companies in Canada. So when it comes to that, right, like, there's parts there. Like, look at it up until a handful of years ago. You know who owned the Toronto Maple Leafs? 
Uh, I'm getting a brain fart. The city of Toronto's teacher's pension plan. The Toronto Maple Leafs were kind of like the Green Bay Packers. They're owned by the teacher's pension Okay, cool. But at the end of the day, you still don't have an owner. The least have an owner, they fucking spend money like drunken sailors, but they're spending money. And still you have to figure out that you can't blow a five to one lead to Ottawa. <laughs> Are we still on that? Wasn't it last week? And and well well here's the thing, here's what we didn't know last week. Um, the coach said, what did he say, honey, about the Leafs in that game last week that they blew the lead? He said it was the most uneasy feeling he's ever had being up by three goals. Really? That guy still has a job? Lou Lamorello was fired, guys, for less. And he probably would have if he was still running the Maple Leafs. Yeah, well, I mean, we did a great job of running them to the ground, but it's still. But, you know, I, but I, I, I kind of look at the whole thing of, you know, I, I, I think baseball needs a cap. I, I think baseball salaries are fucking absurd, right? And, it, look, I, I mean, you have why did nobody care about baseball? Because there's towns that are checked out of it. There are teams that there are fans that just don't give a shit. Like, oh, we're gonna suck this year, who the fuck cares? Why do we have to watch? Well, you know, it's like I don't think it's really baseball salaries that are out of whack. For me, it's really the basketball so. salaries because you know you get like, yeah, you like basketball uh, makes money hand over fist. Yeah, but they have a salary cap. You know, it's it almost <laughs> you know, and they make money where... hand over fist. Basketball is a is an international product, right? They have revenue streams that they can just tap into whenever they need. They're fucking selling cards through Tops now and like a digital fucking gift just sold for $208,000. Like the NBA is unbelievable when it comes to the um, revenue streams that they have. Because they allow their shit to go on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and whatever, you know, the NBA is just fucking sucking in. Yeah, hey, we need a couple hundred thousand dollars. Hey, put up that dumb Zion had last night. Baseball doesn't let them do that. Doesn't let teams do that. Like, baseball is so behind the time. And because they're afraid of change, because they're afraid of what the baseball writers are going to think. 
you know, the old white guys that can't figure out, you know, who to put in the Hall of Fame. The old white guys who sit there and tell you that, you know, fuck, uh, fuck steroid guys. But they're the reasons why you still have jobs because baseball would have died in the early 90s. I firmly believe that by the time my beautiful self is done gracing this earth, Major League Baseball will die. Major League Baseball will be gone. And we'll be telling our grandkids about what Major League Baseball was. Because why? Because baseball will fucking kill itself. And it's it's starting already. God, you fucking have any kind of work stoppage next year. It's over, Johnny. Over. Yeah, that's a scary prediction that you're saying. Um, it's not. I don't think it. I don't. I don't know why it's so scary. I don't know why you. Why you're. Why you don't believe that? The longer that Rob Manford runs baseball into the ground, the, the more and more nails that he puts in that coffin. The longer the baseball world. Accepts the baseball media as the end all be all, the faster the game dies. I can definitely agree with you where the Manfred comment comes in. You know, I'm like, I'm all for like experimental stuff and that type of thing. Um, and I slightly understand why and the need for a lot of things, but it looks like he's just looking to do things just to do it. He's doing it because what they do is they're throwing shit on Twitter and seeing what people think. And then you get people who yeah. don't watch the game going, oh, that's a great idea. They don't watch the game. They don't care. Yeah, but, you know, I think Griffey said it best. I, I think it was Griffey that said it. Where baseball's the most beautiful game because it has no time limit. Yeah. And this whole thing about wanting to shorten games, why? Because they've heard some waterhead who doesn't watch the game bitch and moan on Twitter about how boring baseball is. And I think so because of all the non-action that goes on, the walks and the strikeouts. And, and, that, yeah, and that's, that's part that's, of the game. That's that, that's the worst part of the game today. Yes, I definitely it's agree with you. The that, worst that, part that of the game the today. Worst. Because people care about the long ball, right? People only want home runs. Home runs are exciting. Well, I just told you about a Yankee game from a bunch of years ago. That there was not one home run hit, and it was the most one of the most exciting games I've watched. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Joe the West problem says, is, is that said it a we're years ago. different because we're fans. You know, Joe West says um, that he hates doing Yankee and Red Sox games because they're always four hours plus. But listen, if you're a Yankee or Red Sox fan, how many of those games are super exciting? Because you're you're playing every game to win. So I'm sorry if Joe West does not like a Yankee-Red Sox game, but those old Yankee-Red Sox games were actually very entertaining. But see, the thing was, my problem with those was Yankee-Red Sox games do not have to be on television every time. 
I agree with you. That it's overkill. Like my personal belief, and I don't remember the exact date, and I'm sorry for not remembering the exact date. Say this next comedy. The Yankee-Red Sox rivalry died the day the Red Sox fans cheered Mariano Rivera on the field at Fenway Park after they won the series in 04, and Mariano fucking turned his hat and fucking laughed and smiled at him. That was the day the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry died. And the only people that keep it going are Pink Hat, Waterhead, Yankees. What the fuck are you doing now? Oh, I'm, you can hear that? It's yeah. my wife's vibrator. It's like vibrator and stuff. Really yeah, it's my wife. She's using it. Hi, honey. No, um, I'm uh, my leg. Do you think but, I'm wrong with that? I think, you know, you had that incident. You also had, you know, Poppy getting cheered. Uh, listen, you, you know what? It's no, I got, no, no, no. I'm okay. Poppy getting I'm okay. cheered way after that. The day no, I'm, I'm, Mariano, I'm, I'm just tossing out as, as an example. It was over. That was the like literally. Somebody in Boston has a legitimate headstone to the Yankee rival, Yankee Red Sox rivalry. And it, is, is it your cousin from Boston? No. That's it. It's over. Red Sox fans do not care about the rivalry because they won. Yankee fans still care about the rivalry. Because they've only won once since it ended. They broke the curse of the Bambino, and you won once. Meanwhile, they've won three times. And added the fact of during that same time frame, the Bruins won multiple times, the Patriots won multiple times. Well, the Bruins won once, the Patriots have won multiple times, the Celtics have won once. New York, New York is what? Yeah. The Patriots take care of New York. The Red Sox are tied with New York. It's over. It ended the night of Kurt Schilling's bloody sock. Which I still don't understand why they did not bunt on him that game. Because Joe Torre, because Joe Torre didn't force the captain to do it. He forces Derek Jeter, Kenny Lofton, to do it. Shilling's out of that game. Why? Because the Red Sox were better at you than evaluating talent. The Greek god of walks. Petey. That was very... Think about it. Who's had the better teams over the last 20 years? The Red Sox. Even when they've spent well, so much I, money, I was, I was they have consistently it. the Yankees. No, because the Yankees awesome. really have not been out of anything. 
You know, the Red Sox yes, had a were. couple of bomb years. They had a couple of bomb years. years there. And so did the Yankees. So Just the Yankees missed the playoffs. Missed. I mean, the Red Sox ended up in last place. The Yankees never ended up in last place. All right. Granted. Multiple right. times. Okay, last year is a complete aberration. And then there was the Bobby Valentine game. Which was a fucking art, which was an abortion. Which was the that worst, was funny, one of the worst movies ever. That was great. It was funny. Yeah. But you missed the playoffs that year. Yeah, by like one game. 13. 14. 13, no. no. You missed the playoffs by one game. They're fucking terrible that year. You know, Yankee. Okay. Trust me, I want the ball under, I want the that year. It was fucking. It was hell. Under Jeter, he can count on one hand how many times that he played a game that his team was not in contention for a playoff spot. All of 14. At the end of 14. I'm going to have to give you the information on this. And I'll get that for you He wasn't even there. Oh, the playoffs in twenty in two thousand. If the fucking Red Sox actually fucking played baseball and fucking, I don't even know what the fuck you two were playing. The only thing the Yankees and Red Sox were doing was playing with themselves that year. So, by the way, I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and I'm going to tell yeah. you that NL MVP this year is going to be Bryce Harper. I bet you it's not. Media I'm agent. going Bryce. I think what we should do, and since spring training is almost here, right? Next week, I legit. All right, I legitimately think that you know, how like Mike and Mike used to do the predictions that are sure to go wrong. I think we should do it, and then write them down, and just come up with like dumb shit, like completely dumb shit, and throw okay, it out so, there and see what sticks. All right, so I think to, to make this a little bit more fun. Where do you want to start now? Because I could probably do this. No, no, we should do it next week. And next week we should come up with our top three for each thing here. Cy Young, MVP. Oh, I'm not doing three. Co- I'm co- just doing shit. I'm go, just go trying three. to be funny. Go three and, and then do, do your, your overall winner. Okay, we can do that. You're going to have to remind me because I'll just do it while I'm in driving home doing the show. All right. So I will let you know about that. Actually, next next Monday, we can actually do the show a little bit earlier. And I can actually host. I can do next Monday. You know, let's, let's shoot for next Monday. I don't think the nights are playing. Oh, I think the nights are playing. But I'll be home, so I really won't matter. You know what? I can't even, like, I can't even say that because I have, I have my annual, we have, like, crew refresher next week, and I don't know what the fuck time I get out. Like, I know I'm supposed to get out at 8. I just don't know what time I'll be home. You know what? I'll be home by 9.30. Worst case scenario. I'm going to show at 10. 
then I'll be home. That sounds good to me. So I actually have like an audio production. Um, yeah, sorry about my phone acting up. I, I don't get what it was. If I was rising all week, we're uh, searching the T-Mobile over the weekend. Um, I hate T-Mobile. So, you know what? When I saw the fucking plans and prices, and I never had a problem with Sprint. The fact Sprint's not work. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. Like, Verizon's just too fucking, Verizon did that whole thing for, like, teachers, right, this year? With the, um, mm-hmm. with the pandemic and stuff, and they're, you know, doing right by teachers and whatever. And, and basically, what in the end happened was, my mom's a teacher, right? My mom's, you know, been on my phone account for 20 years. Right, because we're like, oh, we'll get the family plan, you know, save me some money. My parents paid a fucking bill. Um, my parents a couple of years ago switched to consumer cellular, and um, price of the family plan and jacked it up like no tomorrow. Jesus, and like it, it, it raised it. I'd say almost a hundred bucks a month. And um I just you know, I, I just don't want to fucking pay it. And, you know, when they did the teacher thing, we had my mom and then you know, because she's a teacher, well, something didn't happen and then they were like, Well, you owe us it's just fucking stupid. So I was like, Well fuck you people. I go to T-Mobile today, and I'm sitting there, you know, we, me and my wife are looking at the, the plans and whatever. You know, what I pay at Verizon is almost double what I will with T-Mobile. Really? Mm-hmm. All the taxes and fees... Look, I'm not doing a free ad for T-Mobile here. Um, yeah, and adding, you get MLB TV for free. Hmm. So it's kind of foolish to like it was. The fuck was it? There was two lines on their best, like, I don't even have the best fucking plan at Verizon. Bill was over 200 bucks. Just, you know, me and my wife watch an iPad. It was over 200 bucks. Wow. T-Mobile, on the other hand, for... Watch, iPad, two phones was like a hundred and sixty bucks. Taxes and fees included. I want to say we're paying one hundred and fifty for both phones. Yeah, I, I just. 
yeah, in the fact that you know Verizon wants to charge more if you get a 5G phone. The only thing, like the only issue, like it's not even an issue with you on know, like. So if I wanted to get like the 12 Pro Max, I think you have to put like 200 bucks down. Like everybody puts 200 bucks down, but then it's not as expensive every month. I don't know. I, it, I it's forgot, just to me, it's to me, it's a no-brainer. I forgot what the price difference was for me for the Pro Max versus the Pro. On the 12? Yeah. Because I, I just recently, I want to say we did it back in late December, we switched over. Well, same plan. I mean, uh, same service. But we upgraded our phones in um, Christmas time. So, yeah, end of December. Mm. Let me tell you, like, it's just. Um, <laughs> Dude, Verizon just nickels and dimes the fuck out of you. Yeah. Like, like we have Fios. I get the Disney Plus with that. Okay, cool. You know, it's just, it's just. And, like, down by me, like, the guy was telling me, he's like, yo, signal strength on T-Mobiles. Like, and he even showed me. Like, it wasn't like he just told me, like, hey. But down here, T-Mobile signal strength is so much fucking higher. Like, it's just like, holy shit. And, and then, like, you know, people I work with. I, I didn't switch yet. I'm still using my Verizon. I want, like, I don't want to sit there and change, like, today. You know, like, I got everything for it. I didn't want to switch today because it's like, fuck, you know, I, I want, like, I want to do it like Saturday when I'm home. You know, and just do it and get it taken care of. You know, put SIM cards in and do all that shit. I have to, like, text 9,000 people, you know, text everybody's new number. Because I'm not even taking the number with me. I'm just like, fuck it. I'll leave it at Verizon. They can have it. I just, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm so, I was so, like, even today, like, I was so pissed with him today. It's just fucking, fuck him. <laughs> um, yeah, I have that sports show we used to do. Um, yeah, what else do we have tonight? Well, I think the only thing left that I wanted to say was, uh, Bruce Boudreau looks like he wants to get back into coaching and he wants to coach the Kraken. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting hire there. Because Gallant didn't take a job. Um, Brucey wants to come back. I, I, what shocked me yesterday was hearing a tale um Adam Henrique uh, pass through waivers. This is like a year after they just signed him to a fucking huge deal.
I have heard – there's two rumors I've heard um, with the NHL trade deadline fastly approaching. Um, the New York Rangers are in the market for Jack Eichel. How the fuck are they going to fit him under their cap? How much are the Rangers going to have to take off of their team to make that deal happen? That's one. Well, they were talking about Capo, uh, the kid from uh, from Russia. So you're going. So the Rangers are going to admit. So this is the thing, like you know, where Paul, like when I was saying before about Boston, when Boston made mistakes, they were willing to just be like, all right, we made a mistake. You know, the fried chicken bunch and Adrian Gonzalez and all those guys. The Rangers are at least admitting they made a mistake on that bet. The kid's soft. He's charming soft. His handy's clean, though. Um, I heard that. Um, I've also heard that there is only a very small handful of teams um, that a certain player... You know what? There's two things I want to... There's, like, three more things I want to talk about. And, like, this one kind of fits into the... This one makes, like, two parts of it, of the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's a very short list of teams that Sid the Kid wants to get traded to. And would you like to hear hey. two, of the, two of the teams? I heard he didn't want to get traded. I heard he wanted us to retire a penguin. Well, but he did. See, I have been told by a source that is very good and very knowledgeable that I've used in the past that usually is right. There is three teams that he wants to be traded to. If yeah. It helps Pittsburgh in the long run. Uh, and Mario has told him he will retire, frankly. Like, he's not going to – like, he, he may not play every game in his career as a Penguin, but he will retire. Um, Boston. He wants hmm. to play for an original six game. So, Boston. You want to play guess? You want to guess who one of the other teams is? Well, if you're going original six, then the Rangers might have to be. No, no, no. That There's play. only one original six team he wants to play for, but he wants to play for Boston. Close to his parents. I would say number two would be. Hmm. Montreal. No, Boston's the team that's close to his parents. Boston's one of them. It's three teams. Boston's one. Colorado? Chicago? Nope. Well, sure, Shane, New Jersey. Nope. See, I don't see him going out, going out west. Yep. St. Louis? Nope. Vegas? Mm hmm. Who's the other team? Dallas. Really? Dallas? Yeah. 
But Dallas is they like... They got cool jerseys. Dallas is like way down the list of it. Like Dallas is like a... And he's okay with playing the wing. He doesn't have to be a center. But... He um, he kind of wants to play with Flurry. It's a two-horse race between see. Vegas and Boston. I can see that. I actually wanted to uh, to play there with, with uh, Flurry. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of, and this is where I was going with Sid the Kid. Sid the Kid, congratulations on being the first player in the 50-year history of the Pittsburgh Penguins to have played in your 1,000th NHL game. Congratulations, Dan. Mm-hmm. Big accomplishment. Huge accomplishment. They give you a stick for it. Kudos to him for that. Another team this week had a player play in his 1,000th career NHL game that embarrasses themselves at every drop of that. I think the player who I'm going to reference has played two more games than he should have in the NHL. Can somebody please explain to me how Travis Zajac got to a thousand games in the NHL? I have a oh. feeling your wife is rolling her eyes at you right now. No, I move, uh, trust me. I no, my wife is at the point now when she hears the words "New Jersey Devils" come out of my mouth, she goes into it. Can somebody please explain to me how Travis Ajak played eight nine uh, played one thousand NHL games? Can somebody please explain to me whose brilliant idea it was to allow him to go on a warm up lap by himself? <laughs> the entire. Penguins team taking warm-ups in number 87 jerseys the other night was extremely classy. It's in an organization that has a great history. Organization that has legitimately had donned its sweater 10 of the greatest players to ever play the game at a professional level. So the fact that it's like when, God, I hate to say it, but it's like when Derek Jeter was the first Yankee to ever get 3,000 hits as a Yankee. That means something. And I don't like Derek Jeter, but that meant something. Like in the history of the New York Yankees, you're the first guy to get to 3,000 hits. It's still fucking mind-boggling to me. Mind-boggling. And the kid that caught that ball, what a fucking stooge. 
<laughs> I think it was that day I lost respect for most Yankee fans. And I was one. Like, I was a huge Yankee fan. I used to fucking work for Bald Vinny. Trust me. You would not have found a bigger Yankee fan than I. I fucking hate them. Because I work for Bald Vinny. Can you explain to me how the Devils, who have had three players in their franchise's history play in 1,000 games, treat Travis Zajac like he's Sidney Crosby? (laughs) Angel, you're dumbfounded. uh, I don't know. I I, I can't even... uh... I, dude, I can't even figure this out. I can't fathom it. A third light center. By the way. Yeah. Charlie Jacob. And then, to make matters worse for the Devils, I can hear it now. You name somebody the captain. And it wasn't even a hockey decision. The coaching staff was not thrilled with who was wearing the seat. Who is the captain? I don't even know who the captain of the doubles is. Oh, it's the $7.25 million man. Nico. Nico Heischer. Are you fucking kidding me. You know, it's funny. Like, you talked about uh, the Jack Eichel stuff. Um, one of the things I read today, because they talked about potential uh, Eichel uh, landing spots and what the, mm-hmm. the return could be, one of the places was the Jersey Devils, because obviously, mm-hmm. since they don't spend the money, they have the obvious cap room. And Nico was one of the things that they talked about sending back was one of the pieces. Yeah. Not happening. And, and, and to be honest with you, if I'm Buffalo, I don't even know why you'd want Nico Heischer. I don't even know why you, you entertain trading Jack. Because see, this, this um, is what I don't understand. And this is why, this is why bad organizations continue to be bad. You gotta start. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta build your teams, and you're gonna have good years. You're gonna have bad years. You have a young, dynamic player signed. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to trade him? And then the return I, that you're talking about, Nico. Heater, oh, I can tell you exactly. Pack, Kako Kapanen. This is why you will continue to be a bad organization. Because the bills are good. And he can't coast in that town anymore. But wouldn't you want to be good with the bills? Yeah, but they're not going to... They're nowhere near being good. But they're in the hardest division right now. Even without it, they're still in one of the like. Even if you go back to normal, they're still in the they're in the toughest division in the league. 
They really are. That there, there's no layups in that division. Yeah. Okay. With Boston, but, with Toronto, and Montreal. But it, you know, it's it, like it I, I, I wonder. You know, if every team like this newfangled way of looking at things. But we're in a tough division. We can't compete. So let's trade our best people. Can you imagine? You know, it, like I look at the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, you got Robin Yount. You got, you know, <clears throat> Malter. I know Malter eventually left. But can you imagine saying, listen, we're just going to throw it up and we're going to trade these guys because we have no chance of winning? Hmm. No, you know it, it's you know you talk about being a fan and being a fan, and this is where I think management loses the sight of it. Where the fans want to root for their guys, they want to root for the the sweater, but they need a face to go with the sweater. Mm-hmm. And you have mm-hmm. to allow the fans to develop with your guys. You know, if you got a Mookie Betts, you don't trade Mookie Betts. Um, by the way, oh, so speaking of way to bring up Mookie Betts, um, I did hear this over the weekend. Um, Mookie Betts was offered way more money to stay in Boston than he got from L.A. Mookie Betts Turn them down flat. Mookie Betts told the Red what? Sox, I'm not resigning here. <coughs> what does that tell you about the culture? No. I think it's anything to do with culture. Hang on, a lot Where your homegrown guy to. doesn't want to stay there. I think he felt like he accomplished all he could in Boston. I think he was tired of the media scrutiny. I think it was part. I think it was. Yeah, but but that's bullshit because you go you go from there you go to L.A. one of the top care. media markets. I know the fans aren't as. Ravenous as Boston fans. Okay, there's the difference. Red Sox fans are ravenous. Yeah, there's a lot. But to me, that's the whole thing. He did not want to stay in Boston. And I think it was because of Heimlund. See, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, like I said, you know, I think a lot of teams, a lot of management, they just, you know, everybody's starting to think the same way. <laughs> you know, you can talk about collusion, no collusion, but if you have everybody come from the same cloth, like, how many organizations are now run by
by former Tampa Bay, you know, management people. A lot of them. Friedman, right, Friedman in L.A., Nakari uh, in uh, San Francisco, Heim Bloom in Boston. Um, the kid over, I forgot his, his name, I think it's Checker, whatever his name is, over in Houston. Like, they all have the same mindset. So they're kind of cloning each other. Because remember, mm-hmm. you know, when Friedman took over in L.A., he stopped giving out the large contracts. Like, Kershaw was yeah. given his contract because he was Clayton Kershaw. And, mm-hmm. you know, Magic said, you paid a man. Um, but he, you know, they really didn't go crazy in terms of spending, really till this year, I think. You know, now that they got the World Series yeah. out of the way, you know, then they they decided to go ludicrous speed on the spending, you know, by signing Bauer, which I think is a bust, you know, for number three starter. He paid forty million dollars a season, uh, based yeah. off of a half a season, not even half a season, mm-hmm. a third of a season, because mm-hmm. eleven starts equal, you know, a third a third, of yeah. a thirty-two uh, start workload. Um, and it was overkill to, to put him in that pitching staff because you already had Walker Bueller. You got um, Kershaw. They had horses in, in that stable. So you didn't have you didn't have to get another quote-unquote ace. So you're technically going to pay your number two, uh, number three starter as an ace pitcher. Mm-hmm. And then they went ahead, they brought well, back Justin Turner. Which is a fan move. Which is the one thing that, that I would say, you know, he should have done. Like, he should have been signed. But I know he was asking for four years. He ended up getting two. Um, yes, that's definitely a fan move. Like, you, you, sometimes you make a move to appease the fan. And that, and that to me, is one of them. Yeah, but I still, I don't understand the Bauer move. But I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You know, it's funny. Uh, they had that uh, that meme, and it was saying uh, how Bauer's career is the exact same numbers uh, as Carlos Carrasco, and Carlos Carrasco is getting paid ten million dollars a season, and Trevor Bauer is getting paid forty. I think I think the the one major difference between the two is Bauer has not had the injury history as Carrasco. Anything is that you know. Bauer's a guy who kind of forced his move. You know, he kind of he, he kind of forced his hand on it. Good year last year, which turned into a, a payday. Yeah, he had it at the best time. Yeah. You know, they're saying NASCAR, the pay window doesn't open on the first lap. It opens on the last lap, well, and you're ready for the pay window to open and take it. And goddamn, that uh, Brinks truck opened wide up. Me too. All right, bud. Let's uh, call it a night, and we'll reconvene next week. All right, buddy. We'll talk next week. Later. All right. With 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.